Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm here with uh, my good friend, Dr. Dave Barker, who is associated with Heritage Theological Seminary in many ways. Those of you who are new to our podcast uh, will not know Dave, but uh, Dave is uh, a friend of our church, a friend of our movement, professor uh, emeritus now at uh, Heritage Seminary. Uh, still comes back for more. You're teaching courses in the Old Testament? Yeah, I'm, I'm teaching an Old Testament survey class. In fact, this afternoon, I am. Well, we'll get you out of here soon. Uh, but, uh, Dave, I want to talk about something that a student of yours, maybe, uh, Peter, won't give his last name, Okay. but he's doing an assignment, or I think it's a thesis, on looking into the the calendar of the Old Testament and how a godly Jew would experience these festivals, Mm -hmm. five, six, seven of them, however there were, as part of his religion, a time of uh, communal joy, some theological reflection, I gather, uh, but it was a requirement, and it cost money, and it was just uh, part of your duty to the Lord. And so he's wondering, we don't have that in the church. are we missing something? Are, are we allowed to have that? Why, if it was so important to the Old Testament saint, why didn't the Apostle Paul, as he establishes the church, would it have hurt for him to just institutionalize the day of Pentecost or the birth of Jesus or something like that? But we don't have it. And what are we missing for that? Yeah. I think we're missing a lot. I really do. I, I when I look at the what, what went on in the Old Testament, it seemed like every time they turned around, they were partying. Uh, Sabbaths were joyful, noisy kinds of events. Um, some of the like the big pilgrimage feasts that they traveled to Jerusalem three times a year, right? Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles, Day of Atonement, that kind of thing. Those those went for a week. You know. Sometimes 10 days. And just to get there, it'd be like a big road trip. You and yeah. all your family, your clan yeah. on the road, moving, eating together. You know what a road trip is like when you're with sure. your family. Well, Psalm 121, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And he's about to engage. It's, it's, an, it's an ascent psalm. So he's about to engage in a pilgrimage to Jerusalem for from wherever they are in in the country, right? And they see the they see Jerusalem in the distance and they're asking for God's protection along the way. But you can just imagine those caravans or those wagons and families with their tents and their food and they're going to Jerusalem and it's going to be a party. It really is. I kind of wonder, we have uh, the concept of holiday here. You take a week or two weeks on holiday, you just mm-hmm. check out for a while. And I wonder if the festivals served that purpose. So, so they had these holidays, and everyone was on a holiday at the same time. Whole whole nation mm-hmm. would kind of shut down mm-hmm. and enjoy these holidays. Uh, for what purpose do you think? Yeah, well, I, it's it, it is interesting, and I you know you think about okay, am I going to take my vac- vacation holiday if you like uh, with my church family? Well, I guess there are family camps, churches do. Yeah. It's not kind of something I would think about, but the purpose is to establish community, to build community, to enjoy each other's company. The kids play together um, mm-hmm. and uh, run amok with their friends. Yeah. I, the story of Jesus, 
yeah. uh, you know, with his parents, they got halfway home yeah. before they realized he was missing. Yeah. So there, there's, there's a party happening so, while they're yeah, traveling. They were occupied. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, um, and this just came to me, the idea of the Lord's Supper, hmm. it is an institution in the church. Mm-hmm. It does involve eating. Mm -hmm. There's a community aspect there. Now, Mm -hmm. we make it solemn Mm -hmm. and quiet, Mm -hmm. uh, but the fact that it was abused suggests that maybe it was more than what we make of it today. And so would the spirit of the Old Testament festival be part of the the communion or the love feasts? Yeah, that's... I'd never never drawn that conclusion, but, you know, or that line, but, but 1 Corinthians 11 clearly is said in the context of the meal mm-hmm. right they if you're if anyone is hungry let him eat at home that that's the end of the whole thing right but you have to realize that he he rebu- paul rebukes the people for their the corinthians for their abuse of the meal yeah. because they were marginalizing the, those struggling with poverty and couldn't bring something to the potluck yeah and they, so he blisters them for that yeah. and he says I will, when, you know, the rest I will set in order right. when I Wait come. till I get there. <laughs> but then partway through that 1 Corinthians 11 text, he then breaks into the Eucharist, mm-hmm. right? And then talks about uh, respecting the body of the Lord. Well, there's a double entendre going on there. It's not just the body of the Lord, the Christ's yeah. physical body on it's the cross. The it's the church because he goes right into it in 1 Corinthians 11 mm-hmm. or 12. So, yeah, the notion that... That the uh, community would eat together, party together, yeah. enjoy food together, and then in that context celebrate Eucharist. Yeah. Sure, I think that could be a pullover from uh, from some of the Old Testament festivals. You know, we we had at the beginning of the summer, just to celebrate the summer and uh, our two congregations coming together, because people are away on holidays, so it works, we can fit in the building. And so we just had a big party at Grandview, mm-hmm. um, hot, hot dogs, hamburgers, sunshine, uh, big lineup. We probably needed more stations, but a big lineup. And while people were lined up, they're mm-hmm. chatting. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a, a buzz going on outside. You're in God's theater, mm-hmm. um, enjoying a beautiful sunny day, good cooked food. And I just thought, this is so good for the church. Mm-hmm. Why why can't we leverage this more often? I love Paul. We had one at the end of the summer, too. Wasps were there, and my wife got stung by one of them, so it wasn't as happy an occasion, but it was still good. I've just been at, I've been speaking at a church in London, and uh, for the last two Sundays, no, last Sunday, not the previous Sunday to that, but the one prior to that, because I've been there for four weeks in a row, uh, but two of those Sundays, they had noon potluck dinners, mm-hmm. supper or meals, or or some kind of meal. Um, they were celebrating something. I was I was a guest there, so I wasn't quite sure. But as you say, here were the people lined up forever to get through the the food line, as mm-hmm. it were. Nobody minded. Everybody was chatting with each other in the line, and then they got their food and went to a table, sat around a table. And I thought, wow. In fact, one of them, the one they just had, was celebrating. Uh, they have some gardens in, the, in on their, in their uh, property. And folks that had used those gardens mm-hmm. provided the meal. Mm. 
And the whole church was invited to participate in, in this. I thought, wow, this is fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Now, why do you think the Apostle Paul in Colossians says, don't, don't be judgmental in this, uh, along with a few other things, when it comes mm-hmm. to the festivals and Sabbaths? or this, He kind of just says, don't go overboard with it. Don't make it a, don't institutionalize it. Don't make people feel guilty who feel otherwise. And it's just kind of, we look at that passage and we say, okay, we just shut everything down. Well, I don't think Paul's going there at all. I think we're in the era of, uh, you know, in the, in the in Old Covenant, we're in the era of Torah, law, structure, communi- uh, nation, mm-hmm. and all those things laying, laying out for a nation, right? When you come into the New Testament, we're in the era of pneuma, era of spirit. We're not a nation. We're a, we are a dispersed and diverse community of people mm-hmm. and dominated by the power of the spirit. And I would say, let the spirit move. And let the spirit move in the church, speak to the elders, and uh, kind of party on, dude. So the elders, okay, <laughs> the elders might then be led by the spirit just to say this, the Lord's will for us as yeah, a church sure. is to do this. Um, now, that's local, local church. Festivals in the Old Testament were national. Mm-hmm. They were broad. Mm-hmm. The whole nation was there from mm-hmm. far and near. Do, do we, can we think that way as um, a denomination? Let's say our Fellowship Baptists, we do have our conventions, mm-hmm. and you've got token messengers that are, that are there. But normally at the end of the two-week conference, there's a big dinner or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just wondering... Um, would would that fit in this era that if the fellowship, for instance, our denomination were to say, here's a national day of prayer, which they've tried before, mm-hmm. not that successful, mm-hmm. uh, or a national day of celebrating our anniversary as uh, a movement of churches 70 some odd years old now. And just to, for people to get that feeling that we're coast to coast people of God who have peculiar distinctives that Make us what we are. I think that's fantastic. Why not? Go for it. I'd like to sell. I'd like to see our church, our denomination, celebrate the day of Pentecost. That every church in our denomination celebrate the birthday of the church. Okay, what would that look like? Sing happy birthday. Happy birthday, church. <laughs> A cake. <laughs> A cake and everything. Kids would, that would make an impression on the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that wouldn't be cool that across our country, every fellowship church celebrated the birthday of the church. Now, we all celebrate Christmas. We all celebrate Easter. Okay. Would we get into a theological issue over that? I don't know. Why? Some of my friends wouldn't say that it's the birthday of the church. The church has always been. Oh, good grief. Okay. All right. I have some friends. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Party on anyway, right? I mean, they'll, sure. get, they'll get over it if they love the well, Lord. I, I, I don't know what they do with Acts 2, but anyhow, that's fine. There's something happened on Acts. Something happened in Acts 2 that began something called the church, yeah. right? However you want to talk I'm conv- about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm big with that. And I, I think, um, it, what, what else would that serve if, if there was a celebration of Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit coming at the beginning of the church? What, would that, what good would that be? Well, first of all, it would celebrate, it would honor the church, and the, which we do very little in any kind of structural mm-hmm. or organized way to honor the church, right? 
But the second thing is it brings us together to celebrate ourselves as church. Mm -hmm. We are church. We're celebrating as church. And so all across Canada, every church is celebrating and having a great time. And anyhow, to honor the church and as members of the church to honor the church. And maybe to remind ourselves what the mission of the church really is. Yeah, sure. Not just to exist. Well, read Acts 2 one more time. Just read the whole thing. As part of the liturgy. Yeah, okay. I'm not trying to make it anything legalistic, but um, it's there. Why why can't we read the Bible? You need a liturgy of some sort, so... Well, at least read the text. Yeah, (laughs) the whole story, (laughs) dramatize it maybe, be creative if it's the age of the Spirit... We got a free reign, right? Pretty sure, well. Sure, fire away. That's uh, fire away. <laughs> Tongues of fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I I this guy got me thinking. Yeah. This, this student, I said, I gotta you gotta let me read your paper. Yeah. Because um, it's hard enough in these days building that kind of community because we are so fragmented. Yeah. You know, we come together. It's busy. Yeah. The the twenty five minutes in the atrium after the service is sacred. I love that time, Absolutely. but it's only twenty five minutes, right? right? Yeah. Um, there's, there's got to be other places where we get that. Yeah, I think I really miss it. And it's it it is interesting that in our building structures now we are emphasizing more and more a foyer or an atrium. Have you seen the size of some of these foyers? Oh yeah. You can hold whole churches in there. It's the size of the auditorium. (laughs) I know. Way to go. And there's coffee shops, little tables. (laughs) You know, it's not like when we were growing up. Oh, my goodness. The atrium was just a room to get into the auditorium, hang your coat. Or maybe have very steep stairs. Uh, One more more thing. Um, What about budget? Is this idea so important? that you would build it into the budget, um, a party budget, a festival budget. It wouldn't necessarily be something that people put money in the hat or you'd charge for your burgers or, or whatever, but it would be... Because when you budget something, it says this is important mm-hmm. and this is mm-hmm. tax receivable, for yeah, instance. I think so, absolutely. I, I, to me, it's that important. Yeah. Um, I, 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 when I look at the Old Testament feasts, I've got, I got a little note here. In my, I've got the NIV study Bible. I've got them all listed out here in front of me. And I look at how often Sabbaths, uh, every week, uh, every month, and then these regular festivals, and the amount of time that uh, they spent not being productive, but mm-hmm. just simply enjoying mm-hmm. community and Sabbath, um, I think there's a lot here that we can gain. Well, Dave, I've enjoyed your chat today. I know you got to get going on to the school, but uh, it's good to have you back after the summer. Yeah. Uh, when you've been, you haven't been unproductive. I'm, I can't imagine you spending a summer without being productive, but uh, you did what you wanted to do, and you look really refreshed. So, folks, uh, thanks for listening to us. Until next time, I'm Bob McGregor with Dave Barker, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.